Yep. Let's see if I can Got it. Okay, yeah. Let's do this. I'm Kelly, founder of Gautier Search, a specialist data science and AI search firm. And I'm Greg, former chief data scientist at Channel 4 and a co-founder of Memrise. Together, we're excited to present The Data Dig, a podcast for business leaders, hiring managers, and curious minds. In every episode, we'll dig into, dissect, and debate a new topic within the realm of data science in order to get informed and make new discoveries. And we might even have a few laughs along the way. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Greg, what mistake did you make again? Well, I allowed code to be released into production that was a little bit broken. It was working a month ago, but we added a bunch of new stuff. And in the process, we broke a little bit of the old stuff. And I can't even count the number of times that this has happened. And... I think I'm annoyed at myself because I know how important it is to test code. It's a bit trickier to test code with data science. It's a bit trickier to test your algorithm works, but even so, there are techniques for doing it. So maybe we could talk about that another time. I could have done better. Yeah, I feel like we can all do better for sure. I definitely made another mistake again. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. I overplanned my day. I'm an overplanner. My name is Kelly and I'm an overplanner. I do it almost every day. At the end of every day, I write a to-do list for the next day. Today's to-do list was written at the end of the day on Friday. And uh, by the looks of it, I must have been drunk when I wrote my list because there are so many things on it. And when I look at my diary for the day, I'm not sure when I expected to do everything. But that is a real development area for me okay. is trying to be more realistic right. with my goal setting. Well, I got to say, I'm just deeply impressed by someone who plans ahead on Friday for the next week while everything's still in your head sounds like something to be proud of, if nothing else. Thank you. Well, that's something. (laughs) Thanks, Greg. Our topic today, the center of our discussion is really all around, quite frankly, what even is data science? It's a good place to start. Right? I feel like it's kind of a nebulous thing. And a lot of people ask me what it is a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah, they do. And I think it's nebulous for a, a concrete reason, which is that I think it means more than one thing. It means more than one very specific thing. Yes, totally. I'm going to just throw the Wikipedia definition of data science out there just to kind of start us off, which is that data science is apparently an interdisciplinary field that uses scientific methods, processes, algorithms, and systems to extract knowledge and insights from many structural and unstructured data. How is that for a sweeping definition? Yeah, that sounds good. It's a bit abstract, isn't it, though? Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about something a little bit more applied and informed here. Why don't you talk us through what you think the definition of data science is? Well, I'll try and give two. So it's even better than one. And they overlap, but they're different. So on the one hand, I think it's about using data to have insights and make decisions. And we do that with spreadsheets and Tableau and visualizations and reporting and BI and A-B testing and statistics. Okay, so that's using data to make decisions and have insights. Okay, I think on the other end of the scale, sometimes we use data to build products, you know, with machine learning to build autonomous generators of value, like driverless cars and recommendations engines and forecasting engines and 
you know, any example of something that uses machine learning to create something new that wouldn't otherwise exist, to generate revenue, to improve the user experience, to build a new kind of product. I mean, that feels like a very different game from using data to make decisions and insights. But of course, they both get referred to as data science, and they, they obviously overlap in a bunch of ways. Not least of all, you're using data to help the business. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not only give license to companies that have the ability to build products using machine learning, artificial intelligence, to call what they're doing data science. I think um, you know there is definitely a spectrum, and lots of companies are, are trying to get into it to the extent that they can right? With the people they have and the resources they have, for sure. Okay. But can you tell me a bit more about what you think is involved at either end of the spectrum? Because I want to drill down into that a little bit. Yeah, I think that's because so that's another good way of defining it is from the opposite angle. So using data to make decisions or build products, those are from the point of view of value. But you could equally start from the other end and say, what are the skills needed? and use that as a way to define the different kinds of data science. So if we talk about data science in the service of insights, well, you know, there's a lot heavier emphasis on visualizations, storytelling, statistics, analysis skills. Whereas if you're building a product that's going to be kind of running 24-7 at scale, then there's a lot heavier emphasis on software engineering and uh, often algorithmic sort of machine learning theory. I suppose where they overlap is that in both cases, you know, you're using computers, you're programming, you're thinking about the business and the product. And so in both cases, there's a kind of intersection of three kinds of thing. There's sort of scientific computationally stuff, there's software engineering, and then there's kind of product business as the three separate kind of circles in a Venn diagram. So that's uh, sort of science, software, and business. But I think the, the ratio, the size of those Venn diagrams is different depending on which end of the spectrum, whether you're making decisions or building products. Cool. Okay. And what are some of the tools that teams that are doing data science at either end of the spectrum or somewhere along the spectrum would be using in most well, cases? Data science for decisions and insights tends to involve much more analysis, right? So it's much more traditional BI tools, uh, lots of visualization, lots of, you know, is this different from that? So statistics, and so you end up with Excel, you end up with Tableau, and yeah, more traditional statistical tools. On the kind of product side, it's the sort of it's Python and deep learning and TensorFlow and you know Docker and Kubernetes and God knows what else. I suppose what they both have in common is probably something needs to store the data and query it. So they both involve accessing databases and data engineering. And maybe that's partly, I suppose, why we think of them as being similar, because they involve ultimately, you're going to have to spend a bunch of money and, and get all the data in one place for either one of them to be able to do their job. Yeah, that's an interesting one, because that, that just makes me wonder about when it's right for companies to embark on their journey with data science. I think that's a common question that businesses ask or want to understand is like, when is the right time to invest? And like, you know, if we look at the big picture right now in the wider world, you know, with the pandemic happening and everything, I think a lot of, a lot of businesses have done well to invest in data throughout this time. And we're not, I'm not just talking about e-commerce, but you know, there's certainly been 
you know, the stats show it like in, you know, I've read it in a couple of different articles that companies have doubled down on their investment in data. Yeah. Broadly speaking, but I guess data science specifically as it pertains to this conversation. But the kind of mystery to me, I guess, and to a lot of people out there, I think, business leaders especially, is like, what's the trigger point? Like, when are you ready to start using data science as a business? What's the first step to take, you know, towards that, do you think? That's a really big question, I guess. But I'm interested to kind of talk about that. <laughs> I don't think I've got a good answer. Uh, <laughs> I suppose well, it doesn't have to be a good answer. It's just your thoughts, you know. Like, yeah. what's the most fertile ground? Like, how do you take that first step? Do you think when is it the right time? I wonder if I'd actually answer it differently and say that probably everybody should be and could be making effective use of data or more effective use of data. Really, and uh, mm-hmm. if you're not thinking about it probably there's somebody else in your industry who is and that's not going to be good for you in the long run so then i suppose viewed through that lens a little bit like the sort of small boy with a hammer everything in the world looks like a nail from my perspective there's always a way in which one could be using data effectively but the interesting question then becomes okay well how do i go about it how do i figure out how to do that do i just go and you know build a gigantic data lake and then hope that the insights kind of bubble to the surface? (laughs) Do I hire a gigantic data science team and kind of be like, all right, go. And, you know, though we might laugh, I think in some sense, these are the sort of standard approaches that big companies sometimes take, right? I know, but sometimes to their detriment, right? Like if they, you know, in my experience, you know, companies will sometimes pull the trigger on hiring a data scientist or a team of data scientists too soon when they're not ready. You know, this is a common thing. And this is why I think it relates to the definition of data science, because Mm -hmm. as long as it's murky, as long as companies don't understand what data science is, then they run the risk of investing in it before they're ready, because they don't really understand what it is. You know what I mean? They don't understand what they can get out of it. So, you know, more than a handful of times have I you know, spoken to a company that wants a data scientist, but they can't really explain what that person's going to do. Or I have, you know, encountered a candidate who wants to leave their job because they were hired to be a data scientist. And yet, you know, they're just producing reports and, you know, they're not actually, you know. So let's try and think about this together. So if you're you're a medium-sized company and you feel like you could or should be making more effective use of data, how do you kick that process off? Well, I think one way to start would be to try and bring on someone to kick off your data team with a product-focused lens, someone whose emphasis is going to be on going out to the rest of the business and trying to understand how it works and how they might benefit from a data science team. And bringing that person on as one of the first or second hires, right? And it could be a data scientist, but it's a data scientist who's up for doing that kind of product discovery work. And I think, you know, there's a whole bunch of techniques from the startup world for product discovery in the face of uncertainty that are all relevant here, which is to say, like, don't spend two years toiling away in the big company equivalent of your basement building a data lake without a sense of whether anybody's going to use it, right? Start small, pick like a problem that you think that your stakeholders are excited about, that would be of business value, that your data scientist that you brought on, you know, maybe as a contractor or two, that they think this is feasible and try and show some value really quickly. 
and use that to drive the decision making about where to place your investments, right? So rather than trying to get everything into the data lake to begin with, just kind of, you know, pull a couple of rivers together and merge them just enough that a little bit of your data is joined enough for your data scientists to now be dangerous. And, you know, maybe start with contractors. I don't know for sure that that's going to work, but it feels at least like a more iterative, a more meaningfully agile approach than hiring a big team without a plan. I do seem to recall that back in kind of 2013, like mid-2013, when I started working in this space, this is what the smartest companies were doing. Like they were bringing in someone, you know, like you to kind of define what the problems are that they could be solving with data and assess the kind of, you know, the state of play. Like where are we at with data? You know, is everything all over the map? in terms of storage and, you know, the quality of the data and all that kind of stuff and like assessing the situation and that, you know, coming in on a contract basis, you know, but they have to be, you couldn't employ, you know, a graduate to do that. Like you need someone who's got considerable expertise, who's kind of been around the block, who's got, you know, those specific skills that you see often in that classic Venn diagram you know, the maths and statistics skills and the hacking skills and the domain expertise. What do you think about that Venn diagram, by the way? Do you know the one I'm talking about? I think so. And I may just describe it actually properly before we get into it because be probably the listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. But I think the first time it was published was like back in 2010 or something was describing the, the different skills that a data scientist, I'm um, doing air quotes, should bring to the table. And that comprises of Hacking skills, aka, you know, good software en- or computer coding skills, maths and statistics knowledge, and substantive expertise. You know, whether that's as a consultant, so you have maybe a broad range of experience and expertise, or maybe you have deep domain expertise in a certain area, like retail or something like that. I don't know. And if you combine those, then in the middle of the Venn diagram lies that unicorn. Apparently, that was the kind of premise that data scientists became, you know, the sexiest professionals of the 21st century, I guess. But do you think that's old? Like, this is 10 years old now. So do you think that's still relevant? You think that's yeah, still true? I do in a bunch of ways. I think it was Drew Conway. I'm not 100% certain. Yeah, definitely yeah, that's, that's right. Informed, yeah, okay. Then that has definitely informed my perspective. I think of data science as an interdisciplinary team sport, a little like the Wikipedia said. And so, you know, that interdisciplinarity is like absolutely key because if you've only got one or two of those skills, like if all you've got is software engineering and stats skills, but no product or domain expertise, well, maybe you'll have some fun noodling away with algorithms, but you're unlikely to produce something of value to the business, just to take one example of what happens if you only have two of the three. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's use that as a basis for thinking about things in practice. And I could kind of see this in your eye as you were describing the unicorn, like the unicorn, you know, kind of doesn't, I mean, no one could possibly be great at all three of those things to the you know, no one can be perfect. And so what you end up with is people who have differing emphases amongst them. And then maybe you end up with two or three people who as a group, as a blend, kind of cover all the bases really well. And I think that's what I was imagining. You might start with someone who's great at hacking and someone else who's great in terms of the product or business expertise. And that they both have some, they have enough overlap that together they're really nice and complementary. That's often a great way to start. 
Definitely. And I think, I mean, you know, this is kind of a bit of a tangent because we're talking about data scientists now as opposed to data science. But I think it all kind of informs what data science is as a discipline and how it's evolving. You know, like now we talk so much about machine learning. We talk a little, maybe less about data science than we used to. And a lot of companies, I think, are getting away a little bit from or trying to move away a little bit from, you know, saying that they are doing data science. You know, they want to be seen to be employing machine learning engineers and not data scientists because... It's the sexiest job in the 22nd century. Yeah, I guess. You know, and like, what the heck does that mean? Maybe that should be the conversation (laughs) for next week. What does a machine learning engineer do? Yes, please, because I need I need some help <laughs> and I have some ideas. Okay, Greg, so let's recap. There isn't just one definition of data science. There are a couple, right? Well, so we talked about how some people focus on the use of data to make decisions, using it for insight. That's one definition. And then the second definition is people who use data to create new products to create new revenue streams or new uh, user experience possibilities. And that in practice, the skill sets and the tools and the profiles for those two different approaches, insights versus products, tend to be pretty different. Right. Yeah. And I think it's probably fair to say that the definition of data science is always evolving and will continue to evolve as time goes on. So if we have this chat again in three years time, we may have different answers, right? I think so. And there are new kind of subsets of data science. People are talking a lot more about ML ops and machine learning engineers and a whole bunch of other terms that are kind of trying to be more precise given how vague data science is as a term itself. Totally. I really appreciate all of that too. And I'm excited to talk about the different kind of sub areas within data science with you in the coming weeks. So yeah, awesome. Thanks, Greg. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here in not a lot of time. So well done, us. Yay, it's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed our chat today. Thanks for listening. Join us again in two weeks' time when we dig into, dissect, and debate a different area of the ever-changing data science landscape. Bye for now.